Fanboy Nation. This is your pal Daffy Duck, and you're watching. You're watching. We're watching. You're watching Fanboy. 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 A fanboy, etc. Fanboy Nation. God, I assume Tom. <laughs> Ernie, how are you, man? We are talking Green Lantern. Beware my power. Available on 4K, Blu-ray, digital, smoke signal. Uh, any other way we can get it on July 26th, just in time for San Diego Comic-Con. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for having me, Robert. Listen, man, it is my pleasure. I love this film. It went in so many different directions. Uh, when I got to talk to Bruce, it was on National PTSD Day, which was perfect because Jon Stewart is facing PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, formerly known as shell shock. I kind of prefer that one better. That way it gives us uh, you know, a sense of what's going on with these soldiers and the suffering uh, after coming back from war. Yes, that is true. Uh, I I do like the dico- the dichotomy, and this is the the only really big spoiler, is with Hawkgirl finding the honor in war and dying a noble death in battle, versus John Stewart having survivor's remorse. Yes, well, John Stewart obviously is having some some trouble. Uh, he's he's was a loyal soldier, but he's seen a lot of horror. And it has damaged him, you know, and, and, um, in his origin, it kind of, he's, he does have military experience. Then he, he drops off a little bit and then all of a sudden he's a green lantern. And a lot of that time, there's like a time slip where what happened to him. So we thought, well, what if he was having trouble? What if he had PTSD and, and for part of it, he was homeless or he trying to get his life back together. And, um, and so we wanted to explain that, that part of it a little bit more fully. It does very much have that origin of when he was created during the Viet or post Vietnam era in that the homelessness and the way the, the soldiers were treated then, and he's still poorly treated. Only this is based on, uh, on an ethnic slant because he's African American. So that plays into it as well. So I, I do love the nuances that you add from the old into the new. Yeah, it is. There is some some fan service from Hard Travel and Heroes, mm-hmm. um, and and other John Stewart Green Lantern comics. That anytime we can get a, a wink and a nod in, um, Jim Krieg, myself, and John Semper, we really like to do that. Um, oh man, I've, I've, I've lost it. What? <laughs> <laughs> but but what you guys have been able to do with the DC animated universe and Warner Brothers animation is that you're able to update these stories without losing touch of the origin. And it keeps it in theme with the original as DC updates every 20 to 30 years with their characters. We're just no longer in Vietnam. It's no longer Iraq. Now it's Afghanistan. So, <clears throat> you know, in 20 years, it'll probably be Ukraine or whatever else comes in the next 20 years. That's true. They do like we we like to to have the continuity coming out, and it seems like it's modern day. So this is happening right now. So when we show a flashback, if John Stewart is the you know virile man that we see, he couldn't have been in the jungles of Vietnam. It had to be the deserts of Afghanistan instead, you know, in Kabul or something. So they do do a good job at, at keeping everything updated uh, that way. 
from from the comics and from the own continuity. Mm-hmm. You sometimes have to change team ups because there's characters that weren't around at the time that the comics were written right. 10, 20, 30 years ago. Yet, yet the flow is still there, and it makes it work, and it's not one of those stories that pulls you out, and you're like, that didn't happen that way on page 27 of issue 372 of Green Lantern? Well, this is a—I mean, this is an almost fifty-year-old run of comics, so there were going to be some changes. Right. Uh, when you tackle a story like this, you know, uh, not just <clears throat> war here on Earth, but intergalactic war, betrayal, uh, the honor of dying in battle versus PTSD, and all these different nuances. Do you take the time to interview military veterans? Or have any in your family that you're able to talk to and go, okay, how does this work for you psychologically? And are we doing you justice in, yes, a science fiction comic book story, but also the reality, the, the roots of reality within there? I have friends who are in the military and, uh, and I have talked to them about this type of stuff. But the, uh, the writing process on this was so quick that we couldn't do a giant amount, you know, the, as much research as we would have liked. Um, but, uh, but nonetheless, I think both John and I do have some friends with experience uh, with this type of thing. And we drew from that. Cause at times it is difficult to watch from that aspect, because for those of us that either have friends, family, or even the people that have served in the military, there is that cringe moment of, ooh, that's a little too real. But it adds to the gravitas of the story and allows the science fiction to take over in doing so. Uh, how important was that for you as a writer to have those messages conveyed? Well, I mean, everything counts in, in, in the movie. And it's kind of a, a layer cake. And so you can't have anything failing on you or else the, the cake fails. But I guess my, the overall hope here is that everything we're jamming in, that, you know, we're hoping that this project in some small way puts John Stewart, uh, you know, pushes him toward the pantheon of DC's greatest heroes, you know, where we think he's overdue to, to belong. Right. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of my, an overarching answer, n- not specific to your question. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's okay. You know, we've already gotten Jessica Cruz. We've had a boatload of Hal Jordan stuff. I'm a huge Simon Baz guy. My mom's from Lebanon, so, of course, I always push Simon. Uh, Kyle doesn't get enough credit that he deserves, Kyle Rayner. You know, is there going to be some sort of other Green Lantern Corps aspect that brings all these guys together? And then we finally get to see Guy Gardner with the red ring just being Guy. Boy, I'll tell you, there. Kyle Rayner, uh, Rayner has gotten skipped over, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. With the creation of uh, Simon and Jessica, and now Teen Lantern or Joe Mullen, uh, you know. But I think, I think, a if this movie gets John in this continuity, John Stewart is a regular member of the Justice League. And, and to have him be like a major part of it. And, and if he were to get, um, something else like another, another solo where he's lead, a good one would be War of the Green Lanterns mm-hmm. and do it from his point of view because 
then we could get Kyle Rayner and all the other quote-unquote main lanterns, but we could also put Simon and Jessica in there. You know? Yeah. So uh, eh, what do you think about that? Listen, huh? you put Simon and I mean, Jessica in there, my hat's already in the ring, and I will fight anybody for him to voice Simon, so. Yeah, but this is, this is just like, this is the... This is the answer to your question of what what do you and John Semper would would think is an interesting project? Not that I've discussed any of this with Warner Brothers or DC. I am just talking as a fan of like I'd like to see that. I think I think there's a lot of stories over the last uh, sixty years that we'd love to see coming out of all this, and the Green Lantern Corps gives us that. Here is here is a fan question before we let you go. How bad is our space sector that we need eight Green Lanterns? Yeah, that's well. You know what? That is that is just being like it's it's just like being Eurocentric. We're being Earth centric. I mean, yeah, we have a lot of Green Lanterns. Everybody else is is fine. You know, the the plant Green Lantern is like, what are you guys doing over there? Like it's like I handled everything in my plant sector, my plant plant galaxy, and I've been here forever. And you guys, boy, just need a zillion Green Lanterns. What's going on on your your planet? You, know, you Milky Way people are a mess. I mean, yes, the <laughs> the Guardians, the Guardians should be like, oh, got to do another one for those guys, really, uh, Ernie. Uh, July 26th, 4K, Blu-ray, digital, Green Lantern, Beware My Power comes out. There's going to be a screening at San Diego Comic-Con. Finally get to be together all again in a theater out there. What can we expect from the group watch or the excitement that you hope for from the audience being there to watch this in San Diego? Well, yeah, you're right. This one's going to be one of the first ones. That, that I think people are going to come back for. Fingers crossed. Um, I, you know, I just want to, I just want to hear what people laugh in the right places and gasp in the right places. And hopefully at the end they applaud and not throw stuff at us. So that would be, that would be great. <laughs> if they're throwing anything at you, it's roses at your feet because Green Lantern Beware My Power was absolutely fantastic. Uh, all right. I hope so, Robert. I hope I'm glad you enjoyed it, and I hope the fans will like it too. We we certainly put a lot of effort into into making it um, a good movie, and it's it's a different sort of story. It's a it's kind of a big swing, you know. And I'm glad that uh, Warner Brothers and DC took it. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad that it came out the way it did. It's gorgeous. Again, 4K Blu-ray digital, July 26th, San Diego Comic Con. Ernie, thank you so much for your time. It's been a great pleasure. Hopefully, I'll see you down there. Okay, great. (laughs) 